Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. You might have thought I'd be coming on this episode and um, telling you all about uh, how Dubai was and, and this and the next thing, but I'm actually recording this um, the week before we go, and then obviously it's getting, getting published uh, when we've pretty much came back. So uh, I'll let you know in the next episode how it was. Uh, what I wanted to do though was just have an episode scheduled for the weekend back because I know that I'll be probably more likely catching up with... Um, with, with work and, and whatnot, but um, yeah, something, a topic today that uh, I guess I probably should have, should have probably spoken about before, but I never, never have done, um, and that's mostly because, well, my arms still, still really suck, but um, they used to be, used to be a lot worse, so today, um, the, the topic I'm, I'm going to speak about is just growing your arms and really sort of different strategies you can implement across your own training, uh, but more so giving you a, a little bit of a an idea of kind of the, the struggles I've had over the years, what's worked for me, um, what's what's not worked for me, um, and then you can maybe perhaps take some of that, take it on board, implement it into your own training, um, and, and hopefully uh, get some get some bigger guns. Um, it's something that I am still currently trying to do. Um, I'm very open about the fact that years ago I actually stopped training arms after competing in men's physique in 2017. You know, stepping off stage for the first time. Um, I vowed I would I would never step on stage again. And I just at the time because of that my training I was like I'm just going to train how how I want and. For me, just training arms just used to bore me to tears. I was still quite a skinny guy, in my opinion, and wanted to to be big, to be a bit bigger. But I wanted like a bigger chest, a bigger back, a bigger shoulders. I wasn't really fussed, or a big big legs as well. But I was not fussed whatsoever about having big arms. I was like, why the fuck would we train arms when we could train legs, right? So uh, I actually pulled them out. Um, so you know, from mid twenty seventeen, I think I pulled them out for about a year. You know my uh, and at that point I'd say my arms were, they were kind of probably matched everywhere else. But after twenty seven years, after pulling them out for a year, you know I made I made some big some big gains in progress. Um, f- you know making the step up. I guess I wasn't making the step up from physique to classic physique then, but I was just making the step up in regards to overall muscularity and size. But as I progressed everything across the board and got legs, back, chest, and, and delts bigger and whatnot. My arms just fell further and further behind. And it was really as, I mean, I probably got midway through, midway through the end of 2018 and then started incorporating them again, but but not really much, if, if I'm honest. And then I, I never really actively tried to pursue progressions or, or try to increase my arm volume or anything like that until it got to like maybe the end of 2019. And uh, that's when I'd kind of made the decision of, Right, I want to compete in classic physique, and then just looking at my at myself in the poses around that time, I could just see how much they were lack, lagging behind everything else. You know, bodybuilding is all about symmetry and balance, and I, I tell you, I didn't have much balance when you looked at my, my quads versus not my not just my upper body, but if you know, if you compared my my quads and my legs to to my arms, there was a there was a huge difference, and I, I guess. It was it was just after I competed in twenty twenty. I uh, started incorporating arms three times across the week <coughs> into my training, um, to try and bring that uh, like that a little bit more balance. 
and think that and this is kind of actually around the time lockdown happened and for me I learned some valuable lessons along the way in regards to what worked what didn't work and um, I'm still <laughs> I guess still still on the journey of trying to bring about that balance in uh, in 2022 um, but I, I've as I said you know I went from doing just your you know, I was doing your usual push pull legs um, split tagging on arms at the end of push and pull and, and maybe I would do a, a full upper day um, but really I was just hitting biceps once and then triceps once and then it's progressed to sort of three times across the week hitting both buys and tries that amount um, until maybe maybe a little bit more recently um, they get hit both twice but that's just because my overall sort of training has is, is, is dropped to, to four days um, so they both get hit twice twice across the week but the first thing that um, I would say is that you know your biceps, your triceps, or like any other muscle group, um, you're going to need to accumulate load, more load over time to see an increase in that muscle size, that muscle density. So you're probably thinking, oh, right, that means that I, I should go heavy all the time. But what you'll tend to find is as you're, you go from hitting them once a week where you're able to progress each session, that's fine. But as you start to increase the frequency, you know, don't find that you just can't do that every single session. You know, you, ca- you can't put more load on the bar um, and you can't go heavy every single time so there's a few reasons for that number first one i would say is you know let's remember that you know biceps and triceps have been worked as secondary movers on other large muscle group days such as you know if you're doing like a chest press then your triceps are a secondary mover because you're still extending the elbow um or if you're doing a like a pool workout and you're doing like a, a row movement your biceps you know they're getting worked as you're as you're pulling as well so they're getting hit there not not maximally, but they're getting hit a little bit. So then you also incorporate training them in isolation two times across the week. You're you're probably going to find that your connective tissue, your tendons, joints, your ligaments you just can't handle that. And by by that, I'm simply talking about your elbows, your forearms. Um, your your connective tissue is just it doesn't recover at the same rate as muscle does. Um, if you if you didn't realize that, you soon will. If you try and go heavy each time, I still remember. Looking back to that sort of lockdown twenty twenty, where I was was training out of a of a private gym and kind of put myself in a hole of just trying to get you know become a jack motherfucker while the world shut down. Uh, my mindset shifted up. That's when my mindset shifted. My training shifted, and and I went fucking heavy every time. Um, I think at the time I was also using Metaform, um, which did it. I mean, could I tell you if Metaform works? I I'd be unsure because I increased my training volume anyway. But um, the evidence would out there be sure that it does help increase, you know, muscle fullness for sure. Um, but yeah, I went heavy every single time, and, and guess what happened? I ended up getting a niggle here, you know, a, a sore elbow there, um, and I had to back off training arms um, for a short period of time, specifically a bicep training, um, because of my forearms, and then it was it was because of it was triceps because of the because of the extension of the elbow. So that in itself, you know, you're thinking, right, well, volume heavier every time, that sounds it's pretty counterproductive, isn't it? Because that's the one area, you know, or areas you could say, if you could say biceps and triceps that I was was looking, still I'm looking to, to bring up. So I kind of had to then shift my focus and think about, well, how, you know, I want to bring my arms up. I want to train them more frequently because we know that if you train a muscle more frequently, you'll tend to get a better response of it in regards to muscle growth. But how can I train that across the week but not experience pain and still get the benefit of muscle growth? Now, 
this is clearly a no-brainer for you guys if you haven't guessed already and you're probably thinking oh right well fun you just you need to go lighter then right but so there'll be some of you out there that are thinking all right well if you go lighter are you gonna get the same growth as you would do if you went heavier every single time so so at this point, we want to remind ourselves of some of the, the mechanisms of um, hypertrophy, the mechanisms of change, of adaptation. And we look at you know mechanical load, mechanical tension, and then we've got metabolic stress, or otherwise known as a sort of cellular swelling. Now, those sort of the three mechanisms are what lead to, to muscle damage and this adaptive response that we are trying to aim for, which is to create muscle growth, right? So we can increase the load on the bar, we can try and increase the mechanical tension, slow tempo down and whatnot. Um, or we can play about with this last one, which is metabolic stress and cellular swelling. And that sounds like a, a little bit of a, of a fancy term, fancy word, but it's not. I just want to break it down and, and tell you that it's, it's the process that involves driving a lot of blood to the target muscle group, generating a, a lot of... Uh, a lot of soreness, right? And that soreness is coming from this buildup of, of lactic acid. And that's usually done through like high reps and, and limited rest. And there's actually something like a lot of bodybuilders that just specifically train this way and are pretty jacked. And that's just their just genetic propensity that their their body responds very well from that type of training everywhere. And that's just how they train. And they'll tell you that's how you do it. Train heavies, load of shite, blah, blah, blah. But we need to remember we're all individuals and we all respond uh, genetically that a little bit different. So for me, I thought, right, I'll I'll now hit at least one of those sessions, I'll hit a, a higher a higher volume or you know, higher rep range, limited rest, you know, some pump work. Um, that sort of stimulus the metabolic stress as well. It's it's enough to cause an adaptive response, the one we're looking for. Albeit that response might not be quite as as strong as it would be if we were able to go heavy each time and um, but it's it, like we've got a scenario here don't we whereas we're able to work our arms multiple times across the week one one of them maybe perhaps going uh heavy the other one going a little bit lighter going higher reps and limited rest you know some some blood work and then you've got a third session which i'll, I'll talk about soon um which in that scenario, you're able to train them a bit more without causing any pain in your elbows, your tendons, your forearms, or whatever. Um, and I also feel that, that that lighter work doesn't impact the other days that are involved, you know, the larger muscle groups, the, the chest press and the, the rowing and whatnot. Because, again, with the higher rep stuff, we're not eliciting too much damage. The adaptive response is coming from the, the muscle getting this large buildup of what we call metabolic waste products. So again, fancy word, just just think of, okay, everyone's heard of lactic acid and that you get that sort of, if you're not sure what that is, it's that sort of burny feeling that you get in a muscle and you're like, it, you feel like you can't physically do anymore because you've got such a big buildup of that and it inhibits muscle contraction. Um, so, so me personally, what I tend to do is... As you know, I have one session across the week where I'll go heavier, one session across the week where I'll go a little bit lighter, and that third session, I tend to go feel, if I'm honest, like one week for me, it would maybe involve going heavy 
lighter and then the third session be lighter as well and then the next week it might be heavy lighter heavy again truth be told like i think you're going to find out what works for you and not simply copy what what i do because there are be, there'll be people out there that barely train their arms their arms are fucking jacked but there'll be people like me that I tra- i'm trying to you know, train my arms quite regularly and, and because of you know the fucking length of my arms they just don't they just don't look great so my split before I dropped to four days used to be pull, which I would train biceps. Then it used to be um, lower. Then it was pushing arms, so biceps and triceps. So that's that's the second time I hit biceps. So then I would go, as I said, that that little bit lighter. Um, off, posterior, and then pushing arms again. So then I was hitting biceps three times across the week, and actually I was only hitting triceps twice, um, and that would that would be kind of what I would I would do in regards to the heavy light light or the heavy light heavy, just depending upon how I feel. Whereas now I've I've dropped to four days, and I do an upper day on a Monday, and I do biceps and triceps. Tuesday I do lower, and I tag on biceps at the end of that. Thursday I do pushing arms so biceps and triceps and then on the um, Friday I'll tag on it's but it's either buys or tries my uh, my memory my memory f- fades but yeah effectively that would be one two it'd be triceps because then they get hit that, that means both of them everything gets hit twice a week um, but yeah that's what that's what works for me now and I guess that my my goal is I still want to be a good bodybuilder and have balance but I'm not actively looking to be like right I want to I want to get my arms totally fucking jacked for competing next year you know that's not the mindset I'm in because you know you've listened to the last podcast about what now if I've got my competitive goals are um, and whenever they might be there, there's no definitive date so for me that's how training's working at the current moment so I guess that the next thing we, we talked about going heavy we talked about going lighter I think the third thing I'd like to discuss is just how often I think you should change your moves, uh, the moves that you do. You know, you might be using the same hack squat and might have been using that for the past five, six months. You might have found that for the five, past five, six months, you've been able to progress that. Um, you've been able to go a little bit heavier and just like continually do this over the weeks, over the months. But it's highly unlikely that you'd be able to do the same for like a bicep curl on the cables or like a tricep pushdown. And let's look at like a really simple simple reason as to why that is. You know, take a look at the sheer size and density of your quads or your legs. Think about how much weight you're shifting on the hack squat and the amount of force that your legs can produce to to move that weight. Now at the same time, I want you to go look at your arms. You can no doubt visually see the the difference in size and density, and guess what that means? You know, as a whole, they just cannot produce near as much force, um, and as as you see, your legs can. Therefore, your progressions, although it'd be far less, you'll find that the bigger the muscle group, the longer you can progress it for. The smaller the muscle group, the shorter time you can progress it for. This is where I would typically recommend that you change up your direct arm work movements a bit more regularly than you would do the larger muscle groups 
with the main reason being that you're more likely going to stall quicker and thus not progress. If that if that's the case, it makes sense to change movements up whenever they begin to slow down. You know, I've talked about in previous podcasts before that you can, you know, you can use the hack squat if it's your favourite movement. You can play a bit with rep ranges. You can play it with tempos and whatnot. And I guess that does hold true here as well. But if you're in a gym where you have an abundance of equipment, this might be a straight swap. For example, dropping a tricep uh, dip to more like a close grip press. Um, but like myself, uh, I train in a unit where I guess you could say the equipment's limited to what we have. Um, I actually do a lot of my, pretty much the majority of my arm work on, on the cables. So therefore what you could do is incorporate um, some different tempos, pauses into your movements. I've like Because I do all my stuff on the cables, I found them particularly beneficial um, on the cables because it gives me more like a of a feel as I do the movement as you you know as you could say if you're, if you're listening to this your body you know exactly what I mean by feeling the move of course this is something because like I'm increasing the mechanical tension because I'm, I'm holding a pause in the short range or I'm slowing it down in the length and range or whatnot and I'm, I'm, I'm act- actively trying to recruit more muscle fibers as I'm doing it which will mean I'll I'll probably have to go a bit lighter right no no doubt and although the movement's the same, it's 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 a subtly slight different different stimulus that you need that would still evoke this adaptive response that we're looking for in regards to to muscle growth. So one of my favourite ones would be like a cuffed single arm pushdown, and that is a, a favourite move of mine. But very quickly it would it's maybe stalled. Maybe let's say for stints of four to six weeks really before it stalls so then I've maybe kept the same move and I've dropped the load and I've just really I've added a pause for one or two seconds in the short range slowed it down on the way up and then again I'll, I'll have a stint of training on that for the next four or six weeks progress that and then when that stalls couldn't I can resort back to what I was doing or again I could slightly change things up I don't necessarily think it means you need to change the move like I'm not what I'm not saying is I'm not saying that you need to change the move that you're doing every time you're in the gym. I think that's really not sensible to do. Um, you know, I'm all about progressive overload, and the but the main thing is with arms, you're just going to struggle to really get that progressive overload for like an extended period of time. In my opinion, there might be um, some coaches out there that will say, "Well, fuck it," you know, you can you can get progression for, for X amount, but that might just be someone that's really fucking strong on arms, they connect well, they never get any elbow pain, never any sort of tendon pain in their forearms or whatnot. Um, and if that's the case, brilliant, but that's just not how my, my body works. So I, I often encourage clients to make these changes as they, they see fit, as long as they communicate that with me. So in a lot of check-ins where someone will say, oh, this is this is stolen, this is stolen, I say, cool, I can make the change, or what I'll say is, or, or you know, what moves can you connect really well with? You can make the change, but but run that for as long as you can before it, it then stalls and then change it up. I was like, you know, don't be one of those people that just does the same fucking move and doesn't change up tempo or intent or anything like that. Uh, and then six months down the line, you just your arms haven't grown because you've just not thought about it. It's, you know, arms is maybe an afterthought. Um, 
so yeah, don't be that guy because I've I've been that guy. <laughs> I've been that guy before, um, and I'm sure, no doubt, in the future when I, when I don't have any competitive goals, I'll be that guy again. Um, but let's let's talk about the increasing frequency because if you're listening to this, you, you probably want to grow your arms. And you're thinking, well, how do I incorporate increasing my frequency to my current split? Now, you may no doubt have to change the current split that you're doing. It, that might involve like dropping some volume in other body part areas to accommodate this increase in arm work but there are some other ways you could increase volume without too much of a change up this is some kind of some things that i've done over the years i don't necessarily incorporate them well no i actually still do incorporate them today one method could simply be tagging on them at the end of uh, another day and you're probably thinking well what is what the hell does tagging on that mean? So take today for example, this is a Tuesday. It's uh, Tuesday the 15th of February actually. Um, I'm, I'm training legs, right? Now you know that on a shoot, I mentioned earlier on the podcast that at the end of my leg day, I hit biceps, right? So just at the end of end of today, I'll go over to the uh, cable, I'll do like low cable curl and I'll do three or four sets of biceps at the end of, end of the workout. Um, and if you're someone that's listening to this, you, you could probably do this at the end of both of your leg days. If you're someone that's training legs twice a week, you might not. You might be just a you know men's physique guy and um, just hitting them once. But um, if you are hitting them twice, you, know, you could say, right, three, four sets here, three, four sets there. That's an increase of six to eight sets across the week. You know, you look across the month, that would be an increase of what, 24 to 8, 16, 12. 24 to 32 sets extra across the month and you times that by the amount, you know, by 12 in a year. I I don't have the mass in my brain to do that on, on the cuff without a calculator. Um, but it's, it's a lot more volume than if you didn't do it, you know. And I think if you, again, followed that heavy light alternate days like we discussed earlier, you, you'd get away with that, no problem. And, I mean, you could actually, what I used to do is you could actually do occluded training Um at the end of those days and if you want to learn all about occluded training i've done a i've done a separate podcast on it all you got to do is is scroll back give that a listen or check out the article on uh, vwphysique.com but there's a really really nice way of incorporating more volume without really eliciting too much muscle damage we get a we evoke an emotion an emotional no no we evoke a, a, a response, a physiological response uh, from the hypoxic environment, from the lack of oxygen environment. Um, and again, similar to the metabolic waste part build-up response you get from like, pump training. Um, that's kind of how um, occluded training works. I'll actually cover the mechanisms how, of what it does in the article and in that podcast. But yeah, so you can tag on tag on them at the end of, of those days. Um, but I found with some clients... Um, particularly ones that have big you know, competitive goals and or just want jacked arms, um, it's worthwhile dedicating an actual arm day to, to, to them like alone um, and completely change the split. Um, I know, like, the thing is, I know that that would still bore me to tears. Like, I would I would hate that. So this is why, like I said in the last podcast, like, I, I, I train more for enjoyment and then if that how I look fits into a certain category and that's brilliant but then I can't be too hard on myself or disappointed in myself if I don't place or do well in shows or whatnot because 
that it's always going to be a case of, oh, well, your arms are behind you. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, yeah, they are, because I don't train in a manner that is, is to, to bring them up. But I, I want to be a better bodybuilder. So that's why I actually incorporate more of them. I don't enjoy it quite as much, but I, I enjoy having a bit more balance and to, you know, to the look. Um, I think one thing as well that we could discuss is just shifting the exercise order to to work your arms first prior to other body parts so what that might mean is like like my lower body session today technically what I could do is you're thinking oh fuck by the time you've done legs you're absolutely fucked totally exhausted um so so how how much benefit are you getting from those exercises from those three or four sets could be could be not not a lot if you don't enjoy it but you could think well right what if I did them first what if I did those three three or four sets first before I went and did uh, legs or even on your your days that you're doing your you know your chest uh, your push days your pull days you might have a really fucking good chest and delts but you might have shit arms so even you know even though you know that doing your triceps first would 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 impact those bigger moves well it doesn't really matter as quite as much because your priority is train your arms first bring them up first go into them fresher um, that that would that would you kind of go into them fresher if you're having the whole day to, to themselves as well um, so I guess if we were to to summarize you know like if you're trying to bring up your arms which again I, I know might sound hypocritical because my arms are, are shit you know pretty shit but they're a little bit less shit than what they were um, what you could look to do is if you're trying to increase your training frequency which you're going to have to do more likely to bring up your arms um, I think that you're going to have to have a mix between heavy heavy training and lighter training and maybe perhaps incorporated in that like could be um occlusion training you um alongside that you're more likely going to have to switch up the movements that you're doing quite regularly um more much more frequently than you're going to mix up the the larger muscle groups and that's just simply before this continual progression understanding that it's not always needed to be heavy that we can get a, a, a response a muscle growth response from going lighter, limiting our rest, you know, or for example, doing occlusion training. Um, and then, you, you know, you can all, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the tips there is if you're not looking to change your split, you could increase the training frequency by tagging on them at the end. Um, but ultimately, I, I recommend I recommend changing your split up to dedicate more exercises towards arm training um, or simply dedicating a whole, a whole day towards them. So, I hope that that helps guys hopefully you can take some of what's in today's episode and incorporate into your own training if, if there's anything that's maybe perhaps resonated with you um, maybe you're similar to me and, and your struggle to grow your arms or maybe you were lazy like I was years ago in, in training them um, let me you know incorporate some of this and then let me know how you get on if you feel like there's someone out there that um, could benefit from listening to this podcast please do share it with them you know put it on your story tag them in it or whatnot um I'd really appreciate that. But um, I will finish it up there, guys. Just remember that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.